0: Welcome everybody to the show. It's episode 18, August 11th, 2020. Uh, It's time to speculate who's going to be the running back in Washington and some wide receiver moves in Las Vegas as well as training camps get underway. Also, if uh, we could get Saturday games this year, would we take it? We're going to talk about it all. That right there is Rob. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Um, Not feeling as good as I felt last week, but still feeling pretty good. It's <laughs> probably a good thing. But uh yeah, doing good, man.
0: Good stuff. And that over there is Jordan. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for asking. A little itchy. A little itchy. Yesterday I went out, um, just sat outside on like one of those zero gravity little chairs there. And I think uh, a mosquito and his brought his date to the uh, Italian buffet. <laughs> and they went <laughs> that's a <some> meatballs? <laughs> they went all you, Yeah, they went <laughs> no, no, no. They went all you could eat on my neck. So I woke up this morning with a nice surprise, <laughs> but I'm doing good or not. I was good. You, right, How are you? Yeah,
0: I'm doing good. I want to get into this uh, show. This is interesting. <laughs> uh, Darius Geis, he's gone in Washington. He messed up. We don't need to talk about his off-the-field stuff, but there is kind of big implications when we look at the Washington football team in that running back room. They've got quite a few guys. Adrian Peterson there uh Bryce Love, Antonio Gibson, and uh McKissick I think is even there too, isn't he? And Peyton Barber. Yep. And Peyton, Peyton Barber, Barber of course. Yes, yeah, so they have a they have how a, could a, I how a could bunch. I forget him.
1: I think I'm putting my money on uh, Antonio Gibson though, man. He's he just especially with Rivera as the coach, he just seems like a perfect fit. Uh I know he played a lot of a lot of snaps at wide receiver last his last year in college, but this dude He's six feet tall, two hundred and thirty pounds, and ran a four-three nine at the combine. And and obviously he has great hands if he's being used at wide receiver so much. He, it just seems like a perfect fit for a Ron Rivera offense.
2: Yeah, I think that's he's he's gonna definitely have a huge role in that offense, taking up for a lot of snaps that Geis has given up. Um just because when, I remember when they drafted him, how happy. I've invested in him on, um, uh, what do you call it? Dynasty, in Dynasty drafts a lot because I've read what Rivera was saying about him and how much they love him. They call him the jackknife of all um, wide receiver, running back. They plan on using him a lot. I mean, no CMC, but they're still going to give him the ball as much as they can. Another guy who I think is going to, is going to, um, can't just get rid of him is AP. <laughs> like if you, like i i know he's he's like the frank gore clone but last like he hasn't missed many games either last couple of years he's played 15 16 games um
0: is, you know, is it possible that he just takes all the rushing uh touchdowns and makes the whole running back backfield useless
1: i don't i can man if it was a good team i just don't think washington's going to be very good this year so why would they why would they waste a year? I don't know if waste is kind of maybe a, the wrong word for it, but why, why use up a year on Adrian Peterson and not see what you have in these young guys? Because it's not just Gibson who's my favorite, but also a lot of people love Bryce. Love. Uh, he yeah. he's a lot of guys are buying into him too. He's a little smaller, maybe doesn't come up with quite the the flair that Gibson does, but he could play in too. So he had why, a lot of
0: production and. In- in college, though,
1: sure, yeah, he did. So, like, why not see what you have in these young guys? Same as uh, they bring in Peyton Barber. Are they gonna? You know what you yeah. you know what you have in these guys? Like, why in a development season, which Washington should be in this year? Why would they? You know, they have Haskins, they have McLaren, they've got all these young guys. Let's see what this this young core th- can do moving forward.
2: And that was that was going to be my next point. So I don't think the running backs are going to be as leant leaned
0: leaned on yeah upon? yep leaned upon leaned on that yeah.
2: sounds good yeah leaned i like how that sounds sure as what if they were they're not going to be as leaned upon as what they were like geist was going to be right and even the the wide receiver running back coach was saying that gibson needs more time so that's where i could see peyton barber kind of sliding in there for a bit uh peyton peyton barber coming in doing what he does until gibson's ready they may give gibson you know five six touches at off the gate, but by the end of the year I think he's gonna be the, the running back to own on the Washington team. I'm not saying AP's the best spit right now, but that's all they got. Yeah. Like he knows the system. He's played already. So you meant love
1: you meant AP, not barber. Is that what you're saying? Or you think barber's like no, Barber. There too? Barber's I
2: think I think barber's gonna come in on that those passing down role. Okay. At the beginning of the year. They're gonna use AP Barber Love will be sprinkled in a little bit here and they there. They
1: also, have, but then by the end, of, they also have that J.D. McKissick, who in Seattle was nice on passing downs. But again, he's going to be a two or three touch. One of these guys, he's a special yeah, team. One of these guy. guys
2: is it, is it going to make the right. team. Like they're going to they're going to trim it a little bit. And Love is coming off a big in, uh, injury as well, at the ACL. Fourth round pick. They a fourth round pick running back. You're not picking to be your starter right off the bat.
0: So. No, but that being said, they. They took Bryce Love knowing that he was going to be out all of last year. And they still used that draft pick on him, knowing that they wouldn't have him until this year. That's right. So That's, so that's a
1: good point. So where would he have been if he had come in healthy? Yeah. Where would he have been drafted? We have slipped to the fourth round? Probably not. So that, that's a valid point. Um, yeah, but that just shows,
2: too, how much faith they had in Geis and how he was, one way or another, are you surprised that he's not playing? Well, no, not for those reasons, but are you supr- like he's injury prone. He's never played a
1: They were probably more worried about the injuries, I'm sure. Although he did have off-field issues, you know, coming into the league, but he was a yeah. he was a special talent and it, it is a shame. Oh. Uh yeah. if but again, the injuries and stuff didn't help and then obviously this puts the nail in his coffin for for uh for his maybe career. So it's a shame, but uh moving forward, man, I for what you can get guys like Gibson and, and Bryce Love for in the draft, although Gibson's stock's gonna probably go up a bit. But these could be some nice flyers that could turn into those guys that you end up relying on as a, a flex or RB two, you know? You never know with with the way running backs go down.
0: Do you think and the, the thing is do you think there's any chance that um Peyton Barber and Adrian Peterson are both on the team? Because they're both kind of plotting running backs. Do you think one of them gets cut? And by one of them, I mean Peyton Barber.
1: If if anything, it's going to be Barber. I mean, Adrian Peterson uh. still some juice. Barber was given the reins there in in uh, Tampa Bay for a couple seasons in a row. They really tried to get him going, and I, I just don't think he has the talent to be much more than what we saw out of him, like a three yard per carry type of guy. Whereas Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson, even last year had some nice games. Yeah. It is true, but
2: I'm saying that they they have to like they don't have an option right now, like they have to figure out what's going to happen short like in, in, in a short period of time. So I don't think maybe keep what Washington puts on the field at the beginning of the season is what's going to happen at the end of the season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep- at least we can say this. Um, out of out of all of them, none of them are going high. So. <laughs> you might you might hit on a guy that becomes a really decent fantasy value because all of them are late round picks.
1: Exactly. Well, look at how uh, look at how hot Geis was as a draft commodity uh in Dynasty, that Dynasty startup league that we started there. He went very high, went above a couple pretty uh pretty good rookie running backs. So, and even last year, I believe, you know, he's had hype around him. So, if one of these other young guys like Gibson or Love can show that they have the potential. We know how Rivera loves his running backs and will lean on one guy. So the potential, like Ryan alluded to there, for what you can draft these guys for, why not take a flyer on Gibson or Love, throw them on your bench and see what happens because the upside is legit. If if I'm
2: picking any one of them, though, I'll reach for Gibson, obviously. As well, I like, will. I think that because R- Rivera's is used to working with a guy like that. And he's going to, Sims as well, I like. Um, I I forgot Jordan Reed left too. He went to um, the 49ers. So there's another, there goes targets gone. Like who's their tight end now? So it's going to be an interesting Washington team. Logan
1: Thomas or probably Jeremy Sprinkle, I guess, is their tight end. So yeah, there's going to be some targets to be had.
2: There's targets to be made up there. And this Washington team, if I don't own any of them, I'm not gonna be upset. It's
1: just it's just there's something about like thinking of how Rivera turned CMC into what he was. Like CMC, yeah, we all you know, he was drafted as a, a higher end rookie running back, but nobody saw this out of CMC. I don't think. Like even the the first and year he's drafted, like to turn into the uh, most elite running back we've seen in a while. I don't see many think many people saw that coming and you just see the skill sets of gibson in fact he's a little bigger than than cmc and and maybe quicker even um and he's got the hands like i I, the tools are there he's raw but i just i just i just have a good feeling about it and what you can get him at why not take the chance
2: and you look at what quarterback played with cmc haskin haskins is the same type of quarterback as Cam Newton was coming in. He throws the ball. He's not the most accurate. He's a big guy. He can run the ball. Right. So this offense is geared towards what uh, Riverboat Ron knows and what he wants to do. So I think he's just trying to to work his way and work with what he has. It's He, ha- he had a stud. He's no longer there. So he's going to do make do with what he has. Yeah. And I think AP is going to still – all those guys are going to – someone's going to be cut but if you had to do something not, maybe 8 you're right
1: none of these guys are getting an 80% snap count 30 28 to 30 touches a game that's not going to happen no but um yeah that's that's a good point too Dwayne haskins a mobile quarterback and we know how great mobile quarterbacks are for running backs that can catch the ball well so
2: mm-hmm. they're wide receivers though that's where it gets me i don't i don't mind some of their wide receivers this year let's
1: right hope on. they have a fun offense
0: I, if That'll be a that'll be a shock, I think, if Big their if. offense is <laughs> is anything special. Uh, let's move on. Might not have too many thoughts on this. I just saw Lamar Miller might be going to the Patriots. Any quick thoughts on that? If they sign Lamar Miller, or does that just muddy the waters even more?
1: Yeah, my initial Ugh. my initial reaction was why? Like, there's some teams that I was thinking, man, Lamar Miller would be nice on. So what you add Lamar Miller to Michelle White, Burkhead, Damian Harris, like, so he's a fifth running back and they're all, I don't know, it, it James White, Sony, probably James White's the one you want out of all of them. Besides that, you're probably not going to roster any of these other guys.
2: It speaks volumes though, as to how they, how far along they feel Sony is though, to me, if, if they're going to bring in a guy like Lamar, Michelle's not as far along as what they think. He That's is. a great so, point. Who knows what's gonna gonna happen with Lamar? If he makes the team, even he may get cut. He hasn't played in over a year. But if Sony Michelle's not ready, and uh, Mister Belichick says we need another guy in here, you get another guy in there. And there's not a lot of running Devontae Freeman, but he's asking way too much money. So you go to Lamar Miller.
1: I guess it's kind of just a, a bit of a security blanket, right? I mean, I was surprised when yeah. I looked him up to see he's only twenty nine years old. Feels like that guy's like thirty five. It's been around forever. So, and he missed. It's <laughs> only six years. That's a big difference of running back
2: years, though, dude. I, I know, but it just sounded like... I thought he would be like... He's, he's 29, but he's I thought he'd be like 35. I thought he'd be like... What,
1: 40? So, yeah, I don't know. It just sounded pretty it's funny. It's like dog years. <laughs> like one years, like seven years in running back slash dog years. He's but, got a lot of tread on the tire. But he missed all last year, too. I mean, again, he's probably just... He's probably just a bit of security, um, insurance for... Unfortunately, probably Sony Michelle. Like like you're saying, Jordy. Remember
2: Steven Jackson? Steven Jackson came in. Like they've brought in these vets before that that it was just to bring them in and see what they could do.
1: It's gonna be it's gonna be James White sprinkled with some Burkett probably. So I man, I wish I wish Sony Michelle could just get healthy and and be the guy. I uh, he's got he's got so much card. I have sent him a couple of cards. Get well soon. Get well soon. Stop getting hurt. Yeah. I don't think he's reading them. Please come to Lamar
0: mind. Miller's not draftable though, right? No, no, no. I don't even think he makes a cut. I think he
2: gets cut off like a <laughs> foreskin
1: <laughs> off like a Jewish foreskin as my grandpa used to say. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Get, he- <laughs> Let's move into Let our know. third topic here. Uh, the offensive coordinator out there in Las Vegas was talking about Brian Edwards. Apparently he's making quite the impact in training camp. This is their uh, their wide receiver that they took uh, in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Their third, technically, wide receiver. I think he was even drafted after Lynn Bowden, um, but he's shining, and they're saying he could start Week One at the X position at receiver.
1: This this is interesting news, and the fact they even because did not he break his foot right before the combine, and they still. Drafted him in the third round when they had already drafted Ruggs. Uh, so they must love this guy. And uh for them to be talking him up as the ex receiver already, I think most people probably assumed Ruggs would would be that guy flying down the field. Um, but it looks like they want Braylon Edwards to be that guy or Brian Edwards to be that guy. And then so where's Ruggs? What is he he's does he become the slot receiver then? The possession the guy? Slot, yeah. I've read
2: that they're starting to put him in the slot a lot. So maybe you got, maybe, maybe Edwards, that push Ruggs. Out,
0: does that push out Hunter Renfro?
1: That's a thing.
2: Here's my I thought. I would have assumed this Renfro would be that
1: guy. Go ahead, Jordy. Let's hear those thoughts. I
2: think that Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro have something special. They're like a two man band. So they're going to slap in rugs first, second down. Ryan, we've watched a lot of Raiders games together, you being the fan. You used to say to me, third down, he's going to Renfro. Third down, he's going to Renfro. Yeah, he loves him. Third down. So that's where I see Renfro's part coming in. I think he's, it's too bad because the guy's good, man. I like Hunter Renfro a lot. He's, uh, I remember watching him on Hard Knocks and all that. He's, he's a cool dude. And Rugs coming in, though, just talent is over everything. So I, I could see Rugs going outwards outside, Rugs to start first couple series, maybe get some, um, Swings, reverses, whatever, and then Williams, throw rugs, and then throw Renfro in once in a while. I think his targets go down, but he's Mr. Reliable. Like I think he's he's still Derek Carr's
1: go-talking about guys that look like they're 40. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's maybe but that's, Does this that's make just does it, this make
0: Brian Edwards like if he is truly like a top option in the offense does this like yes there was a time where he wasn't even draftable in a redraft league but maybe maybe there's some value there in the late rounds
1: i mean there's always there's always hyperbole and big talk about these guys in training camp and you you have to obviously take it with a with a grain of salt but i mean who's he beating out tyrell williams Exactly. It, it, that's that's not a stretch at all. He could beat out Tyrell Williams, Nelson Aguilar. Come on, that guy can't catch a cold. So it's it's very Zach's, it's very Zach, possible. Uh, <laughs> Z- Zay, Jones? Zay Jones, Zay Jones, Zay Jones. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, no. It's it, man, and the f- I just think it's for them to to use a third round pick on him. When he had a broken foot. When they already had rugs like they they had to he see was something a, of he guy. was a
0: stud in college he's a
1: stud he's a I, big guy too right like six yeah he's a completely
0: different he's a different receiver than rugs,
1: so I just assume oh. though i I assume rugs would be the main the x receiver like the main guy that's flying down the field, but maybe they'll use him more Because even though you think of Kansas City like Tyreek Hill is the number one receiver, but that dude they play him all over the field he's in the slot I don't know he's catching the ball Kelsey's he's pretty. going. No, but you know what I mean? Like, they could use yeah. rugs like they it's use more Hill. You can't tell me they're not thinking that a little bit.
0: It's more Sammy Watkins That's- or Nicole Hardman running down the field and Tyreek Hill's doing his little dance.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. He's, getting, he's just zigzagging, trying to get open. And then you have Kelsey, uh, you know, kind of more playing the traditional slot position. So this is, this is why this is probably the hardest division
2: in football, in my opinion. That's why the Raiders went. So did so, so the Broncos. You have the even Kansas City has one of the top tier defenses. Or sorry, the um, Chargers have top tier defenses. Then you have the Chiefs. So that's why the Raiders have invested so much in their wide receivers and their good wide receivers. Like they they filled out their roster this year is to probably be one of the biggest turnarounds from last year. The only thing is they have Derek Carr. That's okay. The only before problem. you
0: go on, though, I, I think that that's where this conversation needs to go. Derek Carr has also come out and said he's he's done being disrespected. Oh yeah. Here Ooh. we go. Now, if if Brian Edwards is a stud and Henry Ruggs is a stud, they've already got Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. They picked up Lynn Bowden. Maybe he does some stuff out of the backfield. Josh Jacobs is no slouch of a catching running back. So are we are I I don't want to be the one to say this because I am a Raiders fan and I I, I realize it comes across as bias, but are we undervaluing Derek Carr?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? I just not a Derek Carr fan. I, I think I you're wrong. I, I think you're I, wrong. why? I will because subscribe. you can
0: get him as your uh, your backup quarterback. And he sure. might be a top ten guy. Good.
2: I, I there's there's ten other or other backups that I like more than Derek Carr. Okay, he's so surrounded play, by play tons that, of then. talent. Who?
0: Who, but, who would you rather? Have? I would
2: take Daniel Jones. I would take uh, Baker Mayfield. I would take. Uh, who else is there in that bottom kind of tier?
1: Listen, 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 listen Carr. No matter what you think, this is make or break year for Derek Carr. He has been given every tool in Canadian Tire. If he cannot make something out of this, he's not the man. I tend to lean a little more toward Ryan's side of it, that he he can do it. Because he did show glimpses a few years ago that he, he could be a top. I think he was top 10, 12 when he
0: got... That when you had Amari year, he Cooper hurt. and Michael Crabtree catching passes? Exactly.
1: Passing. When he had the, the tools there to work with, he was effective. I just don't think he's had confidence in the guys he's throwing the ball to lately. Like his number one receiver last year was what? Tyrell Williams? I mean, honestly, it was Waller. But with these guys, and I kind of forgot about Lynn Bowden until you mentioned that. I don't know how I did. Like, man, this guy could be a sneaky dude as well. Like, he could get into the passing game. Uh he will he, he like, will get into the passing game for sure and he can move the ball. Again, I think carr can do it and but it but if he doesn't this year, I and I think Vegas will be off the car train as well. Um like this is make or break for this dude, but I would I would definitely as a okay. a guy to throw on my bench why a- around
2: not? the same places. Minshew, I would take over him.
1: No. I really? Cousins, I, I would take. Would, yep. I Cousins,
2: would. I would take over him. Oh. Mayfield, I would take over him. Goff, I would take over no. him. Tannehill, I would be. I would be. I like Tannehill. Brotha Spurs. Tannehill just Newton, get lucky last sure.
1: year, though? Can Tannehill really look hot? what he did? What well, You're saying Carr
2: is going to be something that he wasn't before? No,
1: I'm just. I'm looking at the Oakland Raiders offense and I'm saying. If Carr is yeah, if Carr is even an adequate quarterback, how can he not do well with with these players? I, I'm giving. I'm saying I'm giving him one more shot. I'm giving him this season to prove to me that he he can get won't it be done.
2: rostered though. There's no way you're going to take with all those quarterbacks. What are you
1: going to do? What are you going to do if he puts up 40 points in week one? You don't think he's going to be a top fab pick after week one?
2: I won't spend the money on him. Someone will. Listen,
1: Good. After a week.
2: They play the Broncos. They play the Broncos. They play the Chiefs. They play the Chargers. Their schedule is hard. They have, they play the Patriots who aren't the same anymore. It's, it's, it's a different division. I, I The Raiders have done an amazing job rebuilding and giving him all the ingredients to make a beautiful stir fry. But at the same time, if you, he's got to do it. And to, at this point, he hasn't. Do it. you think it's, he his, is, is to, it his
1: talent or is it what's in his chest?
2: I think it's what's in his chest. I don't, I think you, we've seen him try to be like the big, we saw the hard knocks. Oh, I'm, t- then again, he didn't have the time. I just, I just don't believe in the guy. I did. I, I, you see a guy, even like, a, a, every, got, quarterbacks have swagger. Prescott has swagger. Good quarterbacks. Like, this isn't Carr's first or second year, he's been in the year a long time. So you know their personality, you know those who got it, got it. And I don't think Carr So
1: this just a feeling this is a feeling for you. This isn't you looking at the way he throws the ball or nothing talent wise. It's just a feeling you have of what's in between his ears and what's you know, his the heart he has, like that swagger, that's what you're talking about, that's what's worrying you about the guy. I I, I just don't think he has the
2: drive. I don't think he has the, the, the
1: I I can just see him after week one, he's not gonna get drafted. I agree with that. But, man, it would not surprise me after week one, Henry Ruggs has 20 points, Jacobs has a 20-point game, and Carr puts up 35, 36, and he's going to be a top fab pickup. And everyone's going to be like, man, maybe he can get it done if he has the right guys in place. And Darren Waller, like, I just. Their offense is insane. Dude,
2: they looked
1: looked at Kansas City and said, hey, we need to compete with these guys. They're going to have to score them.
2: Yeah, yeah. The Broncos had a similar draft and I and I, I know we're a Broncos fan, the Raiders fan, but you look at Drew Locke, he's got he's got he's got that I now I'm not saying I would take Drew Locke over Derek Carr because I wouldn't. I there's I wouldn't. But I'm saying he's got that I, a fight in him, that that like kinda I want it, like he throws in he's mad, he's 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 excited, he's he's got that in him. Whereas Carr is like, eh.
1: Man, I eh. I don't know if I agree with that, man. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. I th- I saw a lot of frustration. Like I didn't watch a whole lot of Raiders games, but I watched quite a few. And what I saw was frustration in Carr, and a guy that, a guy that didn't trust. So he was he was holding on to the ball too long. Maybe guys yes. not going where they're supposed to go. Like I saw a lot of frustration more than lack of competence. It,
2: yeah, he quite yeah, he quietly had
0: an amazing like not for fantasy, but he had a, a great season last year. Threw like 21 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Had a really good passer rating. But we'll see. Maybe that was just because he never threw the ball. I I do think He had over 4,000 yards though.
1: I think Vegas had a great draft offensively.
0: 100%. I agree with
1: that. But that doesn't always translate into a good team, right? So let's see how this works out. But I think we're going to know after week one, week two, we're going to know what they have because if if they can't get yeah. it done after a, if I, after a couple of weeks they're still stumbling and they can't figure out how to use rugs and Edwards isn't what we think he is Jacob's gets banged up a little bit they're not using Jacob's in the passing game properly if we start seeing these trends again after the first couple of weeks we're going to know and so in that in, in not, that way it's going to be nice because we're going to be if we're going to be able to know who to buy into fantasy wise relatively quick i think
2: and to your point too is this is it Like Derek Carr, this is it. I think so. I think this is, there's no more. I think this year,
0: I think we have to give, maybe this is just me, but I think we got to give teams at least a month. Usually I would say a couple of weeks, but with the no off season and training, I'm willing to give, I'm willing to give teams a month, see if they can figure it out, especially with these rookies. All right, guys, we're going to have to move into this, uh, next question. Uh, College football is talking about scrapping the entire season. It's almost as good as done. What would you think of NFL football on other nights in the 2020 season? Maybe a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. What are your quick thoughts here?
1: I'm kind of mixed on this. I mean, it's it's always awesome to have more football. Like when they brought in the Thursday night game. Oh, cool. We're going to have a game mid, midweek. And they've just been freaking clunkers every week since they brought the damn games in and it's it ends up being a disappointment even though we're excited for more football so i worry that saturday it's just gonna water everything down like kind of the excitement of football is you wait all week for that one day to just you know sit down with your bush laid and bag of potato chips and watch football all day so i would prefer they just stick to what they have so i
2: i would love saturday games Do you know why this is? Because there's no college. So these NFL players grew up playing, obviously, college ball, most of them. So they know the big stage. They know people who aren't watching college ball right now are sitting there watching the NFL game. This is their prime time. So if you have the Saturday, you have the Sunday, you space them out out nightly, I'll drink Bush late Saturday and I'll drink Bush late Sunday. And I'll have two bags of chips. It don't matter. If we can get Saturday and sit back... Because there is no they're not competing with college football. So that that is their football day. So you have Saturday, everyone will be jacked. You have Sunday, everyone will be jacked. I, I like the idea of Saturday the,
1: football. The only pro to this year having it is there's not gonna be uh hockey Saturday nights to compete with it as a as a Canadian boy having Saturday night hockey is a big thing, but we're not gonna have that probably this fall, right? So you know who's gonna really hate the- who's gonna really hate this? is all all the fantasy football wives they're going they're going to hate <laughs> that now it's not one day it's not well it's not monday night and thursday night and then just sunday now it's monday hey, night but thursday night you watch Saturday.
0: dancing with the <laughs> stars majority of the weekdays now
1: <laughs> okay but you watch dancing with the
2: stars or whatever the, they have the show and then they have the winner it's like it's two nights in a row. You just saw this. And then they got to dance they need, once. They got a dance yeah, they to dance ex- twice. You just saw that dance. Line.
1: They, this is different teams. Is they different need, to ex- they need to expand like 90 Day Fiance to like four nights a week for the ladies. and Not <laughs> not that there's not a lot of ladies into fantasy football. Just no. I'm saying. For,
2: for I, I like the idea. And it, it's just because there's no college ball. Like
1: wild card weekends. It's Saturday, man. Yeah. I, you know, hey, I just, I got, don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch. I just sometimes more of a good thing isn't always a good thing.
0: You might be able to catch more games though. That could be. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's close out here. We do have a call in from a good friend, Greg Hunter at Point Counterpoint. Rob, do you want to?
1: Yeah. So Greg uh, left us a, a message on point, And it's honestly, it's something that we don't have a lot of answers for. We don't, we didn't know how to expand on what he said um he brought up something that's going to be obviously an issue with the covid stuff how the nfl is dealing with it and he was kind of answering question but they're asking a question but then he also answered it so uh we're just going to play what he had to say because we don't really have anything to add he makes a couple of good points we don't really have anything to add to it so um we'll listen to greg from point counterpoint buddy we appreciate you uh sending this in and um we'll uh we'll listen to your point and uh we'll just go with that
3: Counterpoint, calling into Reality FFP. I subscribe, I like, I love listening. What I'd like to hear on this week's show, guys, is I'd really like to hear your take on the NFL and the likelihood of a season being completed during the COVID pandemic. Now, here's here's my take. Matthew Stafford was put on the COVID list because he tested positive. Information has now come out that it was a false positive. Which really brings up the subject of what has the NFL actually done to protect the players and to have something consistent across the league. You've got the New Orleans Saints that are sequestering in a hotel. That's not mandatory. That's something that they're doing on their own. They have all kinds of different protocols for different teams on what is and what isn't acceptable. There's nothing that's standardized. It's important. It's important because
0: what happens
3: during the regular season when a guy like Matthew Stafford, who's having a career year, suddenly tests positive? Now he comes off the field. He's asymptomatic, and it turns out to be a false positive. Now you've impacted, from a competitive point of view, possible outcomes of some NFL games. That's important. So what has the NFL done to make sure that there's consistency in their application of COVID protocol to ensure that that doesn't happen? There is none. That's because they're having a they're having what you could call a draft weekend hangover. They had an awesome draft. They did it online. Everybody was congratulating Roger Goodell on what a great job he did, and everybody just kind of sat back, sipping on their martinis, maybe an umbrella's in it, thinking just like the rest of the world, oh, there will be a vaccine soon. And they actually did nothing to prepare the league for the coming season amongst the pandemic. Teams are left on their own. I'd like to know your take on that. Thanks for listening. This is Point Counterpoint, and I'm Greg Hunter.
0: All right, we appreciate that, Greg. We appreciate the call in. Uh, We are at the end of the show now. We hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, Remember, follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP and uh, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and rate and all that stuff. We appreciate everybody. Thank you, Rob and Jordan. We'll see everyone next Tuesday.